Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Monday, February 6th. Happy Missions Monday. I'm looking forward to talking to you about our mission partner, Community Grief Support, at the end of the podcast. But as for the scripture today, we're in 1 Chronicles chapter 2, a riveting section about the genealogies. So I think I need to do a little background work before we get started, just to let you know why we're even reading this genealogy. Remember in Genesis 49, when Jacob was blessing his 12 sons, do you remember which one got the best blessing? It was Judah. And I want to highlight verse 10 of chapter 49. He says this, The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he comes to whom it belongs, and the obedience of the nations is his. This is a shadow, a foreshadowing of the fact that Jesus Christ, our Lord and King, is coming from the line of Judah, the one to whom the obedience belongs. That's Jesus. Um, It also refers to Judah as the lion, and you hear about Jesus as the lion of Judah, and we'll see that in Revelation, that imagery as well. Anywho, today in 1 Chronicles chapter 2, we're going to talk about the 12 sons of Jacob and then quickly go into the line of Judah. And this line of Judah is going to take us all the way to King David. So we're establishing the monarchy that will be developed in the line of Judah. So there's Judah and then there's David. And if we read the genealogy in Matthew, we know that Jesus is a descendant of David. And this is all about fulfilling this promise to Abraham that he would be a great nation and that one day a king that would rule the whole earth with um, equity and justice would come from the line of Abraham. I know that's a lot to take in this morning, but that's why we're reading 1 Chronicles chapter 2. And honestly, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read verses 1 through 17 for us today. Wish me luck as I try to pronounce all these names. There were the sons of Israel, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. The sons of Judah, Er, Onan, and Shelah. These three were born to him by a Canaanite woman, the daughter of Shua. Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight, so the Lord put him to death. Tamar, Judah's daughter-in-law, bore him Perez and Zerah. Judah had five sons in all, the sons of Perez, Hezron, and Hamul, the sons of Zerah, Zimri, Ethan, Heman, Calcol, and Darda, five in all, the sons of Carmi, Akar, who brought trouble on Israel by violating the ban on taking devoted things, the son of Ethan, Azariah. The sons born to Hezron were Jeremiel, Ram, and Caleb. Ram was the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nashon, the leader of the people of Judah. 
Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. And Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of Eliab, his firstborn. The second son was Amenadab, and the third, Shemaiah. The fourth, Nathaniel. The fifth, Radai. The sixth, Ozem. And the seventh, David. Their sisters were Zeruah and Abigail. Zeruah's three sons were Abishai, Joab, and Ashahel. Abigail was the mother of Amasa, whose father was Jether, the Ishmaelite. Then the chapter goes on to talk about Caleb, the son of Hezron, which would have been the grandson of Judah, and then Jeremiel, son of Hezron, another of the grandsons of Judah. And then it goes on to describe the clan of Caleb. So what do we do with a passage like today? Well, first, we remember that genealogies are very important to the Lord, and so they should be important to us as well. God is at work through the generations. And then practically, I was trying to think, how could this practically apply to our lives today? Think back to your relative, the most far-removed relative that you know of. Do you know anything about them or their legacy of faithfulness before the Lord if, if they were faithful to God. I think we can celebrate their faithfulness and God's provision for them. And then I think we can pray forward to the generations that are to come. Pray for our children and grandchildren. And if we don't have biological heirs, children in the faith. And so that's where I'm going to land today. I look forward to continuing on in this journey of seeing God's provision and covenant of blessing on the patriarchs. But before we end, I want to talk about community grief support. This is a ministry in Birmingham area, and they do a lot of work with people who are grieving the loss of loved ones. They have a program for grief in the workplace, something called Hope for the Holidays, where they host sessions in November for people who are grieving, who are going to have to deal with a lot of triggers during the holiday season. They have individual, couple, and family counseling, community support groups, and then friendship groups for people who continue to try to get together and navigate their new normal as it relates to life after losing a loved one. So let's pray alongside our um, brothers and sisters at Community Grief Support. Will you pray with me? Father, on this Monday, we come renewed, aware of your presence with us and thankful. Quiet our hearts in these moments. Maybe even we lay our hands out, cupped, open, ready to receive your instruction, your blessing. Help us to be a people who honor you. Thank you for the work of community grief support. Lord, thank you for their valiant efforts to help people who are in times of need. Lord, we love you. We pray that this week we would serve you. In Jesus' name, amen.